Hello and welcome to the Nature Unplugged podcast, where we are all about cultivating consciousness in the digital age. Let's get going. Welcome to the Nature Unplugged podcast with me, your host, Sebastian Slovan, and with me, co-host, Sonia Mohammed. Hey, everybody. Hi, Sonia. Hi, everybody. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. And it's Sebastian. quite early. It is. Okay. Early morning for us. Early morning. Early morning podcast. We're ready, though. Okay, so today, very exciting. We're going to be talking about our philosophy and contract for wellness in the digital age. And so, you know, are you looking for some practical tools and resources for staying balanced in our noisy world? Well, our philosophy and contract for wellness in the digital age is designed to do exactly that, Sonia. Ooh. Yeah. And the cool news, and part of the reason why we're doing this podcast, is they are now available to everyone for free on our website. Very exciting. So these are great tools to help keep ourselves accountable and stay in balance. And really, that's the focus of this episode. We're going to take a look at our philosophy and contract and definitely stay tuned to see how to get access to this amazing resource. Before we jump in, updates. Updates. Sonia? Yeah. So as you know, we launched our book last week, Experience Nature Unplugged, A Guide to Wellness in the Digital Age. It came out on Monday, March 1st. Very exciting. It was a pretty busy week for us. In a Busy good way. Week. In a good way. I was very tired by the time we got to the weekend, but we did some great interviews. We got some good press. Um, and I think most special of all, um, we reached bestseller on Amazon, on the Amazon. On the Amazon. Yeah, that Amazon was very exciting. Yeah. That was great. Yeah, I got some screenshots of it. Um, oh, dear. Oh, no, Sonia. Suddenly, my alarm just went off. Um, the ebook version of Experience Nature Unplugged comes out on Monday, March 15th. So, paperback's out already. Ebooks coming out soon, um, and we are excited. You know, as Sebastian said, to to share that the philosophy and contract are available now for free on our website. They are also included in the back of the book. Um, two great ways to get it available to you now. Yeah, thank you for the updates. Anything else? No. Okay. Yeah. Great. Well, let's jump into it. So, we're going to be talking about the philosophy and contract, and I, I just want to start out by saying this is. Uh, I want to I want to get into the background, the history of this, mm-hmm. a little bit of context for people, and I do want to say up front that this is going to be. I think the philosophy and contract are a lot more, not valuable, but it'll make a lot more sense in conjunction with the book. Got it. Yeah, so I think that's an important thing. I think there's still it can still be a useful tool, and if you're looking for like making it even more awesome, uh, the book is a really good companion for the philosophy and contract. Yeah, because the book, it prompts, you know, some deep reflective work. Um, you sort of engage with the content in a different way. And then the contract and philosophy are really ways to put that into action and make them real and tangible. So, um, you know, definitely work on their own, but definitely better with the book. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, well said. Okay, so let's talk about the history of the philosophy and contract for some context. Let's. Okay, so, you know, this is something... We've been doing this work for a while now, mm-hmm. since 2012. Mm-hmm. Whoa. And particularly with coaching and working with families, one thing we often 
a question we often got asked was, do you guys have a contract? Do you folks have a contract? <laughs> <laughs> and I kind of at first we were, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but we were resistant to the idea of having a contract because we didn't want to dictate sort of the rules for people to follow. I think right. we were more yeah. interested, we're giving people suggestions, here's our tools and tips, and find a way to make it work for you. And our perspective, I think, over the years has shifted when we've sort of dabbled with doing some contracting stuff ourselves. And I think we came to the other side or came to the realization that this is actually a very powerful tool for keeping accountable, for goal setting, for putting things, for putting some of these intangible things into uh, more concrete terms. Yeah, definitely. And it's uh, what we really like about it, or what I guess I particularly really like about it, um, is it something that's worth coming back to sort of frequently. Like I'm excited we're doing this podcast because it's been a little bit now since we've done one for ourselves. And so we get that's to sort true. of yeah, go through the experience again because it changes, you know, our, yeah. our needs and stuff change. Yeah. And I guess maybe before we like, I want to share a little bit more of the background, but yeah. just to give people some a sense of what it is, mm-hmm. you know, if they're confused about a philosophy and contract. Yeah. Wellness. So, I mean, generally speaking, uh, it's when you jump in here if you need, yeah. but the philosophy is a, it's a, you know, kind of a few sentences, a short paragraph that helps broadly guide your philosophy for how you want to interact with, in this case, technology, screens, and nature. So it's super broad. We're going to dive into that more deeply. It's a short paragraph that can be, you know, it can be printed out somewhere you see, but that can be used as an individual and a partnership or as a family. And the contract is like more of the specifics, like when are you going to do what and what are the kind of, what are the ground rules for right. yourself, your partnership, your family? Yeah. So the philosophy becomes sort of a North Star. You're guiding um, concepts and ideas really tied to your values. Uh, and the contract, on the other hand, is like you said. Contract. More, <laughs> I, know, I don't know why I extended it. It's much more concrete. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's, <laughs> Let's jump in. No, no, no. I, I think, I think we'll we'll get into that more specifically. But I think it's important to share. Or I want to share that yeah. with when we were doing our master's program, mm-hmm. leadership studies. One of the things that I found really effective was one of the things early on we did was develop our leadership philosophy. Mm-hmm. So we were setting different theories, philosophies, leadership practices, and one thing was it was really cool to come up with our own individual leadership philosophy. And similar to that, that was sort of like, I think the impetus for the idea of creating the philosophy for wellness in the digital age, because it wasn't a, it wasn't a leadership contract. It wasn't like what you're going to do and by when, but it was more general, general. If you got off course a little bit, it was a thing you could go to quite easily and get back on track again, aligning with values or aligning with purpose and that sort of thing. Right. I found it really effective. Yeah. And I think it's also useful to share that, um, you know, we didn't sit down and write that in 15 minutes. It evolved and continued to grow with us. Yeah. Yeah. It still does. Yeah. Totally. And so, the, yeah, I think the, philo- I mean, both of them, they're not necessarily set in stone, but more, the philosophy is more of a living document. Mm-hmm. A living document. Mm-hmm. Is that the right way to say it? Yeah. Mm. Okay. Anything else in the background? No, I think that's it. I think that's a good summary of the origin story of the philosophy and contract. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, let's jump into it. Let's start with the philosophy for wellness in the digital age. And again, I just spoke about this sort of briefly here, but basically, to be more specific, the purpose of doing the philosophy 
is to help you build your personal, family, or team philosophy for wellness in the digital age. Um, and in our case, we... So there's some specific prompts here. So mm -hmm. it might be a little bit out of context unless you're looking at this thing, but, you know, some of the prompts around technology use. So uh, obviously technology has this pros and cons of technology, and it's really getting in touch with how you or how your family wants to be using technology moving forward. Mm -hmm. And then we do the same thing with nature, right? Um, nature less pros and cons. There still are, but, you know, nature is a core part of, being well in the digital age and you know what does specifically what does connection with nature look like to you because it can be different for different people mm -hmm. and then we also tie in some stuff around uh you know time and values and this again it's a little bit out of context unless you do a deeper dive in the book but uh you know it's i think realizing that we're not guaranteed any specific amount of time here and knowing that life is short and we don't have a set amount of time. Uh, how do we really want to spend this time? So tying into that and then your core values. So what really matters to you? You know, does family matter? Does, I don't know. Yeah. What matters to you? And tie that into the philosophy. So there's, so there's some like, like some prompts going into the, yeah. the philosophy. Well, and I think really the, the, the time and values piece is the umbrella of, right, like you said, time is finite. We don't have endless amounts of it. And so what's really important and how can we make sure we're spending our time on those things that are important? Um, and in that sort of acknowledging that uh, technology can be quite distracting. It can take us away from the things we find important um, and can sort of create vortex, time vortexes, you know, like all of a sudden you spent three hours on social media. Is it vortices? You... Vortices. Yeah, it might that, be. I don't know. I don't know. It sounds cooler than vortexes. Um, and and then we sort of lose sight of values, priorities, et cetera. And also um, we tend to be inside a bit more. So how can we get back outside? Yeah. 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 And this was um, this was something that definitely we started to do with our clients. And it mm -hmm. began to be, a, especially I think in families, it began to be like this really powerful exercise for people to do over the course of a either a retreat or coaching session it's an awesome practice yeah should and we give an example yeah no? we should, yeah we can give an example i was just gonna say um when you answer sort of those three separate prompts they become really the building blocks that let you sort of coherently and cohesively write yeah. a philosophy um but i think yeah sharing an example would be okay really useful yeah um, go for it okay so this is an example not um seb and my philosophy though maybe we'll share that one day um this is actually um, a slightly tweaked previous client one um, that we thought was really a good example of what this can look like. So um, she wrote, we use technology with purpose and intention in ways that serve us rather than deplete us. We strive to be present with each other as a family and make space for quality time by having dinner together, playing games, picnics, and other activities. We go on fun family adventures on a monthly basis. We achieve balance by taking time to get outside and move regularly, and by taking short, unplugged breaks throughout our day. We send our tech to bed by 9 p.m. each evening, and this helps us create tech-free time on a nightly basis. This is an opportunity to read a physical book, stretch, relax, meditate, pray, or whatever serves us best to get a good night's sleep. We will counter the impact of the attention economy by participating in attention-building activities like yoga, mindfulness, time in nature, etc. on a daily basis. 
will be there to help remind each other that family is a priority over technology. So this is a, I like this example. It It sort of weaves together some broader guiding ideas with some more tangible ones and, um, you know, these are all going to look really different and be very individual. Um, right. There's no right or wrong with the philosophy. And this is someone who is, who's had done some work with us for a while. So, you know, they were familiar with things like the attention economy and all these, all these different things that we had talked about previously in our, in our work together. And I think that's also kind of a longer example. So it could be quite short, you know, just two yeah. or three sentences. But that was, a, I think, a really good one. It's sort of like, right, it, I think especially as we'll, we'll move into this, but especially alongside a contract, which is, again, the more like hardcore boundaries, mm-hmm. it's a really powerful tool. Yeah. And uh, in the download that you can get on our website, there is um, a template. Template. A template for the philosophy where you can, it's sort of got a cool border and frame and it's pretty and you can write your philosophy in it and then print it out and potentially, you know, hang it somewhere. I'd say frame it. Frame it. Put it in your living room. Yeah. Centerpiece. Post it on your mirror, bathroom mirror. <laughs> yeah. It's a little big for that. Yeah. Well, you can shrink it down. Shrinky dink it. Shrinky dink it. Yeah, okay. There you go. Make it a craft. Make it a craft. Okay. So that's the, basically a general overview of the philosophy for wellness in the digital age. Um, okay. Now the contract. Ooh. This is a little more hardcore. Yep. Okay, and I think particularly the contract is, um, again, it really goes in line with the, the, the different sections of the book. So it's still valuable, I think, without the book. Uh, it's definitely valuable without the book. <laughs> um, I appreciate it. Trying to sell the book Yeah, I know, I get it. <laughs> um, no, it's, it's certainly valuable. You've got to work put with it, me. Yeah, my bad. Improv's not my strength. Um, so it's great, though, because... It offers a lot of ideas and, and, you know, some of our favorite tips and how to put them into action. And then, um, you know, you can, if you hate one of them, you can cross it out. If you don't see something that'd be really meaningful to you, add it in. It's, I wouldn't say it's as much of a living document as your philosophy, but it again will also sort of change over time. Right. And the contract really is about offering concrete, concrete, (laughs) concrete, and actionable ways to put your philosophy into work. So it's like your philosophy in action. Yeah. What does it look like? You know, like, I think what's interesting about the example we shared is that she kind of tied in some of the more contracting items into the philosophy. Like we we put our devices away at 9 p.m. That's something that would obviously be in the, yeah, in the philosophy. Um, Yeah, I think it's a really great, uh, really great thing together. Should we go through it? Well, I think let's talk about it by sort of section and then maybe we can call out maybe you know one or two items yes, that we think are great it's, it's not long. short yeah it's, it's not short yeah. long in a good way yeah yeah for sure yeah i think you know there's a lot of there are different con- con- contracts out there for like you know your screen time and wellness in the digital age not wellness in the digital age but like your tech use yeah. and i think ours is by far superior yeah, ours is, yeah, it's holistic, I guess, is a, is something that others Nuts. are not. Let's just tone it down. <laughs> it's not just only about technology, right? It's about how yeah. to get more nature time, how to, you know, connect with other people, how to get a good night's sleep, and um, really bringing the full experience of wellness in the digital age together in a contract form. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so the first section, Yep. and this is the first section of our book. Well, no, it's not the first section of our book. It's kind of aligned with the book. It's the second section. Yeah. It's called Reset. Yeah. And this is really the section that is like, again, the first section of the book is all about 
kind of educating people to and ourselves to how strong the pull of the attention economy is, how it's not personal that we check our phones 150 times a day, all those kind of things to kind of build that that's like the context for moving forward. But the first real action step, I would say, is this reset section. And it's broken into two parts. One is looking at technology use, so Mm -hmm. how to be well with our tech, and then nature. Yeah. Let's start with tech. Reset your relationship with technology and reset your relationship with nature. Um, What's your favorite one here out of these options? Ooh, that's a good one. I think let's go, um, let me see this. Let me see this. Let's go um, this book ending your day one. Mm, Yeah. Is that too wild? No, tell us about bookending. Well, because we've talked about some of the other ones yeah. so far. Yeah. So I mean, okay. Here's the deal. We highly recommend. We call it bookending your day, and that's with being basically a tech-free morning routine, and a tech-free or unplugged evening routine. And again, this can be, again, the example we use kind of shared some of this, but this could be filled with things like stretching, meditation, prayer, journaling, reading a physical book, doing a crossword puzzle. It's basically whatever works for you. So the prompt is, each morning I will do the following before starting the rest of my day. And we have a few uh, examples in there. So it's like... Yeah, you can check off the things um, that you want to do. There's some blank spaces where you can add in other things that maybe we didn't mention and make it your own. Right. And, of course, there is uh, each evening I will do the following before going to bed. So it's basically creating a morning routine and an evening routine. Which I think, the more and more I do this, the more and more... I, I feel like sleep is such a key component to all this, staying balanced in the <laughs> in the digital age. So I think that's a really great one for protecting our sleep. Yeah. Sleep hygiene. Sleep it's hygiene. Important. Okay. That's a good example. Let's move on to the next section. Okay. Reset nature. Reset nature. Okay. Take it away. Yeah. And again, this is about resetting our relationship with nature. So there's a bunch of items here that are all aimed at how to be um, getting outside more and more intentional with our time and and allocating more of it for time in nature. Um, I really like the get your DNA. I think Seb came up with that term, daily nature adventure. It's cute. It's clever. I like it. Um, But it's this idea of just getting 15 minutes um, throughout your day, you know, that amount of time. Um... Here and there. And I love that one. It's one of my favorite nature doses um, in terms of 15 minutes. Sort of, It reduces your stress. It drops your cortisol levels by 16%. Um, with just 15 minutes. That's manageable. I can do that. You know, It doesn't feel like I have to really plan for it. So I like it. It's a good, a good little yeah. nugget for me. Totally. Yeah. And so um, the prompt would really be, I will find 15 minutes every day for my daily nature adventure. The best times for my DNA are, and then it's right, it's making this really actionable. It could be right when I wake up, just before breakfast, during lunch, after dinner, in between classes or meetings, on the weekends, just before bed, or some other time that I think is really good. Um, And then it asks you to sort of identify what those activities would be. So activities in support of DNA, Um, taking a stroll in a local park, urban birding, dipping my toes in the ocean, walking barefoot outside, um, working out outdoors, you know, and then some blank spaces again to make it your own. And finally, really to make this one stick, is to help me achieve this, I will, uh, and the options are put it on my calendar, find a partner to hold me accountable, or expand my adventure circle to include other people, and those people are XYZ. 
you know? So that one I love. Get your DNA. Get Reset. your DNA. I love Danger. it. Okay, okay. Yeah. Should we keep it going? Let's keep it going. We'll do a quick, we're doing a quick uh, overview. We don't, we won't do a deep dive in here, into the, the next few. Yeah. Okay. So the next section, again, we're just kind of highlighting like one or two from each, each section. Correct. Uh, the next section is all about reconnect. This is reconnecting to others, reconnecting to ourselves. Again, counterbalancing one of the biggest challenges of living in the digital age, which is, which are uh, isolation, social isolation, and a sedentary lifestyle. So these are ways to get more human connection and get more connection to uh, yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, Sonia, what one do you want to choose? Um. I mean, I like the first one that we have on here, reconnecting to others. Um, for me in particular, it's easy to stay <laughs> comfy and cozy on my couch with a good book or a good TV show or just, um, you know, doing things that are easy and feel safe and convenient. Um, and sometimes it's uh, hard for me to push myself out of that. But when I do, I feel a lot better. And so this one, reconnecting to others, um, essentially, it's just saying, like, I will prioritize social connection over comfort and convenience by, and then there's some options there, of joining a meetup group, signing up for an adult rec league, starting or joining a, bur- a book club, talking to a stranger every day, skipping the self-checkout line, hugging friends and family, cuddling with my partner, getting a pet, or maybe it's something else. Um, these are just ways for me to really commit um, to making sure I don't become a couch blob. Perfect. Yeah. I love it. Okay. This is probably one of my favorite sections. Again, keep it keep it brief here, but this is the rewire section, which is a huge part of the book and a huge part of our work, which is like basically the deeper work of wellness in the digital age. So it includes things like mindfulness and developing a growth mindset. But really, I think well, the one I'll share is, is, you know, mindfulness is such a key part of what we do. And it's really the foundation for uh, doing this work, really, mm-hmm. in my opinion. And it was really the capacity for building our ability to pay attention uh, with intention. And again, it's similar to like, just like going to the gym to build muscle or strength or flexibility or whatever you're working on. Um, practicing mindfulness is really the only way to kind of hone that skill uh, and ability. So we have a, some some wonderful prompts on you know, how to incorporate the following, you know, formal practices, things like mindful breathing, yoga, tai chi, uh, body scan, and then also how to bring in the informal practices into our life. What are the informal ones? Mm, informal ones can be anything, really. It's basically anything outside of when you're doing the formal practice. So it could be doing a podcast, it could be listening to a podcast, or, you know, washing the dishes, doing a nature walk, um, driving, I think is a really good one. Uh, talking to a friend, doing the laundry, showering. Yeah. And so the idea would be doing all of those in a very present way. Exactly. Got it. Okay. Okay, take it away. This is a recharge. Yeah. The final section, um, one of my favorites. Um, This one's really about protecting your sleep, finding time for play, and getting creative. So really, um, you know, filling your cup up to the top really um, thriving, not just surviving, right? Um, I I think for me, the best, the best, 
the best prompt in here is um, the reconnecting to your creativity. I think as adults, we tend to sort of, um, I don't know, not prioritize creativity or think it's frivolous or, you know, something we just get to do once a year or, you know, when there's time. But uh, the prompt really is, is about understanding how useful creativity is both for our cognitive well-being, but also sort of finding joy and the sort of a spiritual connection, etc. Um, so it's really just asking, you know, like, or prompting us to say, I will do the following creative activities. Um, and then there's a everyday section, a once a week section, a once a month section. Um, and so you can figure out what's reasonable to you. Maybe, you know, I don't know, it's nothing every day, or maybe it's just singing in the shower every day. Um, and then once a week, you know, maybe you write a song or a poem or you paint or do something that might take a little more time. And once a month, you know, a home improvement project is also an example of getting creative um, or making like a handmade gift. So I really love creativity. I go through phases of how much I incorporate it, but um, this section's a great one to end with. Wonderful work. And of course, there's a place for an individual to sign their name on the dotted line, or you can get the whole family involved as well, or a partnership or team or whatever you want to do. So that's kind of the gist of the, a quick overview of your philosophy and contract for wellness in the digital age. And again, um, these two in tandem, I think it's a unique combination of things and they go, they're really, really powerful tools to, I think when you're at the stage that you're like, okay, I, I need to do something and I, I'm looking for some accountability, not just uh, kind of have these things, these ideas floating around like, oh yeah, it's good to get my technology out of the bedroom, but really like write it down, put it into action. That's what it's all about. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think going through the experience of filling this out, there will be plenty of things that um, you hadn't thought about before. I mean, a lot of these, I hadn't really thought about it until I was forced to <laughs> articulate it, write it down. Um, right. And so that's another really valuable piece of this exercise and activity. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. And you can access the, the philosophy and contract, as we mentioned, on our website for free. So you just go to our website, which is www.natureunplugged.com. Click on free resources. There'll be a few different options, including the podcast, blog, other things. Scroll on down. You'll see philosophy and contract. And there you have it. And it'll, and it'll download. It's magical. <laughs> cool. Well, that'll do it for this episode of the Nature Unplugged podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. You can find our episodes on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and basically wherever you get your podcasts. We would love it if you took a moment to rate and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and on YouTube. We're now on YouTube, so that helps us a ton. Um, be sure and check out natureunplugged.com again, not only for your philosophy and contract, but for more information on coaching, our workshops, presentations, retreats, which we're excited to get going again soon as a pandemic, uh, as we sort of move out of the pandemic. And again, lots of other wonderful resources, including this podcast. Thanks so much, and we will catch you next time. Bye. Like seasons out of our control If you think you should go I will let you go oh, oh.